Hello, this is uh, Greg Williams. I'm the host of Death Rattle. Uh, just wanted to welcome everybody to the show. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to answer some of your questions uh, about the funeral and cemetery industry uh, business. Maybe some questions that uh, in the future that you were always uh, wanted to ask but were afraid to. Um, just wanted to uh, first acknowledge um, the fact that uh, we're being brought to you today um, by the uh, In Results Radio Network. Uh, which we are uh, able to record in the Premier Roofing Recording Studio, which is located at the Country Inn and Suites in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. Um, again, the In uh, uh, Results uh, Radio Network. Uh, you can uh, visit them uh, on uh, at www.inresults.com, and that's results with a Z. Z. Please remember, there's a Z, a Z on the end yep. of that. Okay. Uh, just click on live shows. Uh, you can go and find all of them. There's quite a few out there uh, and everything, but uh, uh, make sure you always click on mine first. Okay? That's right. So That's right. Um, just wanted to uh, kind of start with, uh, again, just a refresher about who I am. Uh, uh, again, I'm Greg Williams. I've been in the funeral and cemetery industry for uh, over 21 years. Uh, I am currently the general manager of Eternal Hills Funeral Home and Cemetery uh, in Snellville, Georgia. Uh, we are owned by uh, Service Corporation International, or SCI. Um, more people would probably notice uh, or recognize the name, um, the Dignity Network. Um, that's our logo. Um, so anytime you see the Dignity um, brand, that's one of our locations. Uh, so uh, we are the largest funeral and cemetery organization in the world. So we wow. are able to offer a lot of families, a lot of different things that, that some places can't, uh, and, and everything. So, um, with that background, I am, I, I, I want to let you know, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I do know a lot of stuff. Uh, and if I don't know it and you want to know it, I'll do everything I can to find out, um, what the answer is for you. Okay. Uh, it, you know, in shows past, I have talked about, um, a little bit of everything, uh, kind of a, a, a good overview of, of everything. But I want to go into a, a few more specifics today regarding kind of a, kind of a, a day in the life, um, if you will. Um, if, you know, heaven forbid, you, you lose a loved one, what you really can, can expect when you go in and sit down at a funeral home, whether it's my funeral home or another one um, and everything. So uh, the main thing is when, when a death occurs— a lot of people just don't know what to do. Um, so uh, there, there's a couple of different scenarios that uh, you want to look at and and, uh, and and go over. If your family member or loved one uh, is in a hospital, um, obviously you would let the, uh, the hospital administration, the nurses, anybody like that, know what funeral home you would prefer to use. And they'll ask you in most cases. Um, and then at when the death occurs, what they will do is uh, reach out to the funeral home that, uh, that you have told them that you would prefer, uh, and then they would give us a lot of the information about your loved one. At that point, we would schedule, uh, in our case, we would schedule a team to um, go to that facility and bring your loved one into our care. Okay, um, And that's something probably people, most people don't even really – a lot of people probably haven't thought about, right? No, uh, a lot of people haven't. Um, and and a lot of that uh, we try to do as 
uh, behind the scenes as we can. Um, you know, a lot of times that's just something hard for families to watch. Although there are a lot of families out there that would prefer to watch. Interesting. And be, uh, might even be want, want to be a part of it. How about that? Um, so we, uh, we try to accommodate every family as much as we can. Um, every family is a little bit different. So we try to um, cater to uh, all the different needs and, and wants and requests. If, if at all possible, we will we'll do whatever we can to do that. Um, you know, sometimes uh, family members are ill and want to stay at home, where in that case a hospice facility is usually brought in uh, and hired. Uh, in that case, also the hospice nurse or doctor, you would let them know what uh, funeral home you would prefer. Kind of the same thing on that end. Um, and they would call us when the death did occur. Again, we would send a team um, out to bring their loved one into our care. And when I say team, we always try to send at least two people. Um, not only does that help um, when making um, or when bringing your loved one into our care, we just never know what, what really what we're going to expect. I mean, there may be stairs. There may be, um, you know, hallways where there are um, sharp turns, kind of hard to get things, um, our equipment in and, and out and things like that. So two people just makes it a little bit easier on our part, but it also uh, ensures that we can um, take better care of your loved one when we do so, that. So, I mean, this is maybe a stupid question, but I mean, really, regardless of so many choices, you're bringing a dis person that's passed body to the funeral home. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So whatever their f other decisions are, that still has to be done. That still has to okay, be done. Okay. I'm just making sure I'm following. Okay. Yeah, that is correct. So, so we, uh, we, we would bring them to, to our prospective funeral homes, us or whoever they, they choose to use, um, where, uh, at that point, um, some decisions need to be made. Um, we would reach out at some point, um, whether it's that evening, that day, the next morning, depending on time, we would reach out to the family um, and find out uh, when they would like to come in and sit down with us and uh, and get everything finalized. Let me ask you a question, Greg. So, so you've done this for a while, obviously, uh, not dating ourselves, of course. Uh, but uh, how many people, you know, have not planned for this at all and don't even have a clue of who to call or, you know, if it's, especially if it's unexpected? Uh, do you see that? Do you see some of that? Every day. So are they, I mean, you're not only in sorrow and, and whatever trauma, uh, you're probably sitting there going, I don't even know. Right. Um, there, we get call. I get calls almost daily asking this, these questions, you know, my, my loved one is ill. They're in a the hospital. I just don't know what to do. Who do I call first? So, uh, you know, I try to take my time, go through the scenarios with them find out exactly if they've had an opportunity to even think about what kind of service they're, um, they're wanting or their loved one wants, or if they'd even talked about it or anything like that. Um, you know, a lot of times that's something that always gets put on the, the back burner. Oh yeah. We need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. I never do. And one day out. Yep. One day out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I try to go through that. Um, but part of the arrangement conference is, is, um, kind of a little bit of that. Uh, there, you know, there are a lot of people out there that, um, know exactly what they want mm -hmm. and have known for years. Um, matter of fact, 
uh, every now and again, we'll get the uh, occasional family that will bring in a folder. Is that right? That their loved one has filled out, including obituaries. Wow. Written, um, specific clothing that they want to wear. Wow. And yeah, it's uh, sometimes it's um, um, it's amazing exactly what they've you know the detail they've gone into. Uh, but a lot of times we get families that again haven't made a single decision. Well, so so depending when you talk to the family, Greg, um, I guess depending on what kind of celebration of life or whatever they're going to do is going to depend on what timing or, or when the ceremony or whatever is going to be because they want family to come in town or mm-hmm. right. I mean, it's all exactly. going to be customized, correct? Hey, yeah, we we try to customize everything as much as possible now. Given the fact that uh, we've uh, we have gone through and are still going through uh, the pandemic, um, you know that uh, that's changed things a little. Um, you know things are getting a little bit more back to normal. Uh, but during uh, you know during the 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 height of that, um, of course we were we were a little bit limited on what we could do as far as amount of people and things like that. That made it hard, Uh, not only for us, but uh, for these families that are out there that were trying to honor their loved one, um, celebrate their life or or anything like that, where a lot of the family couldn't, weren't allowed to fly, Mm -hmm. uh, weren't allowed to come or anything like that. So what we've done um, or seen a little bit uh, in the recent uh, past is where we uh, had waited on a family who passed away during the pandemic, uh, the height of it. And then have come back to do a memorial service. Okay. Um, you know, at a later date to where we do the uh, the full service and everything with, as opposed to, uh, you know, a couple of times we've had it where the burial had already taken place. They'll come back and do that. And where instead of a casket up front where uh, we would usually have it, we would have a, a nice photograph or portrait uh, with flowers and things like so that. So they can still have a formal. Just, yes. Okay. Uh, so you know, even with the, you know, complete with a visitation uh, and everything so they could. They know. can go through the process. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, um, oh, goodness, what was the question I was going to ask? It's going to come back to me. It's, um, all right. Uh, I can't that's remember. Okay. It, was, it, was, it was profound. <laughs> I'm sure. But that's all right. You can appreciate those moments, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I have those moments on a, on, a, on an hourly basis. All right. I, I'll, remember lately, so. I'll remember in a minute. I'll remember in a minute. But, uh, yeah, so we can do that. So so just a uh, kind of a, a synopsis of what kind of how the uh, an arrangement conference would go um at least at, at, at our location um you know we would welcome you in give you a tour of our facility if you haven't been there uh, even if you have because you know things change um kind of uh during that faci- that uh, tour we would uh you know just kind of talk to you about what to expect during the service during the visitation um you know, cater reception before, after, during the visitation. Uh, we, we offer all that. Um, then we would sit down, uh, and in most cases, we would have a um, representative from our cemetery in there also that would also be asking questions, um, not at the same time <laughs> uh, uh, and everything. But, uh, you know, the the main questions, what we would start with is just, just basic information about um, – um, you know, tell me about your mom. Tell me what she was like. Uh, you know, how do you want to remember her? Mm. How do you want to celebrate her life and what she did going forward? Um, you know, so a lot of that information we can use in other th- aspects of our service. Uh, but then we have to get into a little bit more detailed things. Um, so uh, information for the death certificate. Uh, a lot of people 
don't really know how to get a death certificate or how that is filed or anything like that, well, your funeral home is going to do that for you. So we get all what we call vital statistic information um, that is uh, required to be put on there by the state of Georgia. Um, we fill all that in. We just some of the some of the information we need uh, for that form would be um, full name of the deceased. Uh, if it's uh, you know, if it's female, then we would need her maiden name. Uh, you know, date of birth, date of death, where the individual was born, city and state. Um, sometimes we have to get country if they're born mm. in another country or something like that. Big thing, we have to have social security number. Oh, wow. A lot. It's amazing how many people don't know the social security number of their loved one or anything like that. So, I, I'm I'm guilty of the same. So, so how do you how do you deal with that, with um, that social security number? Well, so um, most people have a way to find it. Okay, uh, and everything, and they just didn't bring it with them or gotcha. anything like that. But um, you know, a, a good uh, rule of thumb is if you have a copy of a birth certificate uh, of that individual, bring it with you because a lot of the information we're going to ask is on that too. I was going to ask if you had to have a birth certificate. You don't have to. It just helps uh, okay. as far as information-wise. Um, because we're going to ask you, you know, her, his or her father's name and his or her mother's name and her and their mother's wow. maiden name. We'll need that. A lot of people don't know that um, and things. So, uh, you know, what did, what did your loved one do for a living? Who did they work for? That's all questions mm-hmm. that are on the death certificate. Um, so so that's, that's a little bit of the... Um, information that we need as far as that goes. Where does that paperwork ultimately go, death certificate? I'm sorry? Is it, where does that paperwork ultimately go with death, death, the death certificate? So uh, the process on that is we get that information, and then uh, the uh, state of Georgia has um, developed a website for us. It's called Gabbers, um, where we take that information and put it in there, in the Gabbers. Uh, and then that is uh, linked to uh, the Social Security Administration so that uh, they're notified of the death. Okay. And everything. And then uh, most doctors um, are registered uh, as part of Gavers, so they can actually go in and put in the uh, information, medical information that, that the funeral home can't, uh, and sign uh, electronically. Um, so that's a process that is um, uh, still kind of kind of a, a bit new to a lot of doctors. Mm-hmm. Um now are they are they saying cause of death in that? Or? Yeah, they'll put, oh, they oh, do okay, all that. Okay. They'll have all the cause of death and and everything. So, uh, the that kind of brings up another area where, you know, we have to, as a funeral home, we have to find out who is going to actually sign that. So sometimes there's options um, depending on what's uh, what's happening. Uh, a lot of people don't know that uh, if your loved one is under hospice care, then um, the hospice physician will. Uh, will, you know, supersede any other physicians that are out there, and they will sign the death certificate. Um, uh, you know, if there's not a um, main physician or primary physician, if your loved one didn't really like going to the doctor and just didn't have one, um, it makes it a little more challenging. So we, then we have to uh, reach out to different people, different entities to try to figure out who we can get to sign it. Sometimes... Uh, depending on the situation, the coroner has to get involved or a medical examiner or something like that. But wow. um, in most cases, um, you're looking at, as far as process time and, and everything, to get death certificates back. Um, you know, what I tell a lot of families is 10 to 14 business days is a pretty good rule of thumb there. Um, really depends on 
you know, accessibility of the doctor and things like that. But uh, um, a lot of times that is that's worst case scenario. It takes that long. We here lately, um, the process is is getting so much easier um, on both ends. Is that, uh, ele- that it's getting, electronic a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it helps quite a bit. So um, that uh, has sped the process up a little bit. I, I'm coming to an earlier question. So with the virtual, I know you did during the height of the pandemic. You had some virtual screen. Is that something you think will continue? Uh, we in still, some way? It, it has. We still um, have families ask about it. We've actually um, um, reached out to a, a private company that does that for us um, because they are, when I say private company, they're a private company, but they also have private links uh, to um, and very secure links to those so that if a family wants to keep it um, – you know, limited to to who to family or or anything like that. Then we give them the link, and then they uh, they give it to whoever they want. Or okay. if they want it to be public link or anything like that, we'll put it on our website um, or in the obituary or or something. So like that. even so without the pandemic, go. if somebody physically couldn't get there, mm-hmm. they could and potentially be yes present virtually. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, and it and the, um. They do a wonderful job. They go in and, and film everything. They set up microphones so that um, so you can hear everything um, because uh, never fails. Uh, somebody's up at the mic or supposed to be at the mic, and they decide all of a sudden, uh, oh, I'm just going to talk from right here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we get we get all those emails. I can't hear them. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, you know, but uh, there's always those little glitches and sure. things like that uh, that you have. But uh but, you know, overall, that is a, a really good experience. Um, a lot of families request that, um, uh, given the fact that there's still a lot of people out there that that just don't want to travel um, because, you know, because they're still yeah. worried and or, or at risk mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that. Um, so, um, so we do offer that. Um, and there is a fee to that for that, and that's a fee that comes dr- directly from that company. Um, so, um, but, uh, you know, back to the arrangement conference, um, uh, you know, when we sit down or when I sit down with the family and everything, I always try to give them all the options that I can. Um, you know, there's, uh, just in where you have the service, there's plenty of options. So we can have a service in our chapel. We can have a service at a church. Uh, we can have a, just a simple graveside service. Um, or, you know, if, if you think we need it, there are larger venues out there that we could, um, look into, to doing service at. I've had services. I actually had a service, um, in a, uh, in a park as, and it was actually set up as a luau oh, really? because that's, he loved Hawaii, the gentleman that, that passed away. And that's the, you know, the family wanted to to personalize it to that level. And we did. You had mentioned in an earlier show, but, and I'm going to come back to this. Uh, it, it, it seems again, I know you made the point, but it's almost like customizing a wedding the front end versus, I see a lot of similarities. Oh, true? Yeah, yeah. They are very similar. Um, Trying any, to find people's taste and feel and uh-huh. look and life. Uh huh. Any, any preacher you talk to is going to tell you the same thing too. Is that right? They said, pre, uh, weddings and funerals are very, very similar. Um, just, the. Uh, just the uh, the difference in the message. That's about mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of planning on both ends of it. Um, so, yeah, uh, 
uh, planning a funeral or a memorial service, uh, celebration of life. There's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. Um, as far as uh, as funeral directors, we have to, you know, secure um, a lot of different things, set up things, make sure things are available when they need to be available. Um, and then during the service itself, we it's all about timing. So we have an order of service in most cases. Um, and we have to make sure that, you know, the, the, the correct song plays at the correct time, um, right after, you know, a certain individual, whether it's family, uh, friend, minister, anybody speaks. Uh, and we have to know that timing that as soon as they're done, and X, Y, Z. Then yeah. we have to start playing that song. Just as so it is a lot can. like a wedding. So-and-so Definitely. gets up to this, and then you have yeah. this song, and then this goes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, I just think that I'm listening to you today, like as a person, I feel I'm pretty educated, and I'm actually clueless on this. I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated. I mean, just in terms of hearing all the things involved. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it. you know, going into this business, I, I was clueless myself. <laughs> Had no idea. Um, so, um, you know, I... I tell everybody um, that I talk to, um, I am, again, in no way an expert. I learn new things every day. Um, I learn new ways to do things uh, and uh, new ways to honor families. Um, I like I like doing the stuff that's um, different uh, and everything and unique, I guess, would be a better term. Um, one of my mottos, and I tell all, most of my families this, or all of my families, excuse me, uh, you know, if, if you want it to happen or you want us to do it, you got to ask me first. <laughs> Secondly, and then I, my goal is to not say no. Right. It's if you make um, it work. And I'll do everything in my power to try to figure out how to make it work. That's awesome. Um, so, um, I, you know, as part of the Dignity Network, uh, we have a lot of resources out there. Um, uh, so that's a great thing. And those resources help me get a lot of things done that, that some places can't or aren't able to because of, of size and things like that. But, um, you know, we, uh, we love to, um, celebrate a loved one. Uh, I, I personally think that, uh, funerals and memorial services and everything are, um, are meant to, in a way, in most ways, uh, to be not necessarily happy that you've lost somebody, but, but you want to celebrate what they've right. done in their life. You want right. to celebrate the person, um, celebrate those great memories, uh, and, uh, and things. Uh, so, um, um, you know, there are, um, you know, everybody thinks of when they think of a funeral, they think it's, you know, it's, it's, um, slow and drab and very sad and everything. Well, there shouldn't be anything sad about it. Uh, first of all, that person in most cases has, uh, you know, lived a wonderful life that you've got to spend with them and we want to celebrate that experience they're always going to be able to families i talk to always are able to tell me hundreds of stories Mm. about their loved one you know how they did this how they had this little quirk or you know uh you know we talk about that that's part uh, during the arrangement conference a lot of times i've had arrangement conferences that have lasted four hours just from talking about their loved one and they telling me you know and uh, I don't know if anybody has noticed this, but I like to talk. Um, I like to talk to people, uh, tell stories and, and things like that. But uh, not only that, I'm a pretty good listener. Um, so while they're telling me these stories, I'm 
pulling little tidbits out of their conversation that I can use um, during the service or, or during the um, personalization that we offer to to bring that one little memory to life or, or to the front forefront uh, of that um, so that um, uh, so that person who told me that is not the only one that gets to enjoy it so we can we can get it out there where everybody that comes not only learns a little something about that loved one uh, that they might not have known or anything like that but if they did then they can you know that's a great memory oh gosh I forgot about that you know the funerals I've been to and 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 life experiences I was reading an article in one of our magazines the other day about the art of storytelling but stories have a way of pulling you in and really giving you hey did you know when he was 25 this is and and yeah. people I think come like you said maybe thinking of a morbid experience they start laughing yeah. and and I know for my funeral uh well, assuming you're, 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 you and I are there, we're, we're both hoping we're each other's there. But I want people to celebrate and enjoy. I don't want them to be sad. Yeah. I want them to smile about the things they remember. And mm-hmm. I can only speak for myself. Um, because if you look at it the other direction, um, I just love the celebration of life thing you mentioned. I think oh, yeah. that's what I want our listeners, your, your listeners to, to see is that uh, it's, it's, it's a tough time, but it can be done to celebrate that well-deserved life exactly um you know we uh we offer a lot of different things like we're we're offering um and i mentioned this earlier catered receptions Mm. um so we have a caterer that comes in and we'll set up uh we have a reception room that we can do we can have set up for during a visitation the neat thing about that uh, or even after the service the neat thing about that is people are sitting at tables Hmm. talking to each other uh what that does is promotes memories, promotes mm-hmm. conversation, uh, and things like that. A lot of times at a funeral, and I've thought about this a little bit, is if I walk into a funeral and I sit down in a pew and I'm looking at the back of somebody's head, I'm not going to be talking to them. Exactly. If I'm sitting at a table, a round table, square table, whatever, and people are around looking back at me, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, conversation, conversation yeah. memories, all that. I'm going to say, you know, how do you all know this stuff so-and-so? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Even if I don't know them, it's the same as a wedding. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's so, what uh, you know, at a wedding reception oh, and everything, you know I've about? met more people at wedding receptions that way, just sitting around talking, Yeah. Um, you know, about things. You, you, you hear a little tidbit or something and bring that up and laugh. And then it, and that little laugh or that little story, always leads to something mm-hmm. more and more mm-hmm. and all kinds of great memories and, wow. and and things that you can tell. And we like to do that uh, at Eternal Hills uh, and in the Dignity Network to where we can can celebrate that life. Well, uh, you know, a term we use is uh, celebrate a life well lived. Well lived yeah. um, so, I mean, that's that's great. It's amazing that we can do that. Um, you know, I'm, I consider myself very blessed to be able to, to help people through times like this. Um, and everything I, uh, uh, I, like I said earlier, I've been doing it for quite a few years. Um, I'm not an expert, um, but, um, I've done, been doing it long enough that I, I know what I'm doing pretty well and I'm pretty creative. Um, so, you know, again, I like doing the stuff that's, uh, not necessarily your norm. Um, but I'll do the, do your norm. I've done it all. So I think just that's for you. I mean, you're where God created you to be um, because, you know, you, you have 
ability to be creative, but you're there in that time of need to, uh, you know, just know the kind of person you are, you know, I can't vouch for you enough. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so, um, that, uh, uh, you know, and this was, that's a really high compliment. So I do appreciate yeah, that. I mean, uh, the, best, the best thing I can ever, um, get from a family, um, or anything like that. And it, it's, you know, it's, is just two, two simple words. Thank you. Yeah. You know, thank you for, um, celebrating my mom's life or helping me get through this or whatever. That's, that's huge. Um, and I, I'm not the only one that says that. That's, that's, you know, a lot of us in the funeral business out there, uh, or, you know, we're not in it to be rich right. or anything like that. We're in it to help people. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Um, so, you know, you if I can are. help you through a lot of this, uh, I can, um, you know, um, so I see we're getting a little close to our, uh, to the end of the show. Do you and want to give people to, how they can email you or yeah, whatever, just um, in case, because we talked about a lot of stuff today. We did. We did. Um, yeah. If you have any questions or, or anything, um, please, uh, feel free to reach out to me, um, uh, at, uh, Eternal Hills Funeral Home in Memory Gardens. Uh, our phone number, I'll just give you that there is, you uh, 770-972-3155. We're right here in Snellville, right on highway 78, uh, right next to the big cemetery. That's our cemetery over there. Mm. Um, or you can email me. It's uh, Gregory dot Williams. That's with an S uh, at dignitymemorial.com. Again, that's Gregory dot Williams at dignitymemorial.com. Um, so, uh, you know, any questions you might have, uh, uh, again, I tell everybody, you know, uh, I'm the guy that will answer the questions that you're always afraid to ask. Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll try to answer it. If I can't, again, I'll find somebody who can. And we'll get it answered for you. Okay. Well, and I and just say I thank you. I mean, there were just questions I had that I didn't know, and uh, those are just some basic questions. So I know there's plenty of listeners out there that uh, probably have things they want to know too. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. So um, again, I want to I want to um, you know thank you, Ryan, My uh, for letting us have this uh, this forum, uh, and I want to give you a little bit of plug too. Just remember this uh, this is on uh, the uh, End Results Radio Network. That's in results with a Z. Um, you go to in uh, dot uh, and click on live shows, and you'll you know not only my show but there's gosh I'm I'm there's tons yeah, of them a lot out of shows. there. So uh, click shows. on them all. So um, I appreciate that very much. My pleasure. Thank you.